What is up on a Wednesday? This is your man Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. The Jags have a handful of free agents that I think they need to keep. I'll tell you who those complimentary pieces are and their importance to the team this year. And I'll do it here on a Wednesday on Locked On Jaguars. In just a second. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, good people? This is your man Tony Wiggins here on Locked On Jaguars on a Wednesday. Thanking you first for making us your first listen of the day and letting you know that we are free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast and especially YouTube. Make sure you go like and subscribe. And it's your team every day. I got it all out. There you go. I told you everything. This is what we're going to talk about today. Some guys that are impending free agents that I think the Jaguars need to concentrate on retaining. And uh, the issue that uh, exists because the new staff doesn't know those guys and they have a a decision to make that's going to take about three or four weeks. Good thing that I I know people don't want to hear this, but the thing is Trent Baalke's in-house and he can kind of explain who some of these guys are in case they can't get to all of the tape watching that they need. But in any event, we're going to run through it here today. I'll tell you the guys that I think are important pieces and tell you somebody who there's going to be a lot of debate about, and he plays a premium position, and we'll get to that in about segment number three. But to start, let's not bury it as the light goes in and out in my studio. But um, there's some people, there's some parts on defense, guys that I really believe that can be major contributors moving forward that have been major major contributors in the past that aren't star players. There are a lot of teams that have guys that aren't superstars, but they are guys that can step up in critical moments. A lot of folks like to focus on those top six or seven positions, quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, corner, Mike linebacker and center. And while that's understandable and justifiable, I do believe that your depth really comes into play You saw in the big game this weekend and throughout the playoffs, guys getting injured and guys having to step up. And not only that, you saw a lot of guys make significant contributions who weren't superstars, but did things during the year that allowed their team to be able to survive and advance to the point where they had a shot to get into the playoffs. And I know when you're a team like Jacksonville, it's real easy to just look at a a team like the Bengals and go, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. Don't work like that. You know, even though they have some holes on their team, there are a lot of other guys that are on their ball club that play significant roles, especially on their defense. A lot of guys that a lot of people don't know their names, and uh, the Jaguars have a few of those people. I'll run through those uh, and run through some of the offensive guys as well. Let's just go ahead and, and start out by saying this. I've made this running joke for years that Tyler Shatley, is going to probably be on this team longer than Brad Meester was, and Meester spent 14 years with the Jaguars. It's not a joking matter now. I believe Tyler Shatler is a very valuable member of the depth of as a backup center, as a swing guy, as a professional who can uh, – you don't. It, it's not going to cost you a bunch of money to keep him, but he's a guy that you'll miss if you don't have him around. I think he's a bit of an anchor. He's probably one of the strongest guys on the team. And I think he loves the city, and I think he wants to stay here, and the Jaguars have the salary cap room to keep him. Now, you say, why do I mention Tyler Shatley first? Well, because it's a no-brainer, for one. And two, 
I think he's comfortable with the role that he has here on the team. I don't think he's a starter anywhere else, but I do think he's a guy that the Jaguars could get for a really, really good price, add depth, add uh, experience to the offensive line and retain that while you move around some of the other key parts on that offensive line. Somebody else that I think two other guys, and I'm going to group them together here that I believe the Jags really should go out of their way to keep. It's, the question you have to ask is if they're going to shore up the position these guys play through free agency in the draft, can they afford to then give them not a minimum deal because they won't take it, but give them a good deal as a paid professional. And those two guys are Dewan Smoot and Adam Gostas. I believe both of those guys have earned the right to get some money in the league and not play for two or $3 million anymore, but they have a decision. The Jaguars have a decision that they're going to have to make on those guys. For me, you don't let guys like that go. Guys that can play in your rotation, cats that can give you 25, 30 snaps a game at a very high level that have the versatility to play uh, three technique or big end or two gap in the case of Gostas, and then be a pass rusher, strong side or weak side, and be able to give you a little bit of uh, time as a down lineman in Dewan Smoot, and then just be good people. The kind of people that you want in your building, the guys that you want to really be the sort of guys that fill out that middle part of your defensive line depth chart. Maybe not your starters, but also not they're not the floor of your room either. They're those veteran guys uh, that, you know, you're going to have to find those dudes anyway. They're your veteran guys that you've had in your program for a number of years that are in their mid to late 20s that you, you probably think they're going to give their best effort now at this part of their careers. You don't want them doing that for someone else. If they don't retain like those three guys, those are three those are three positions that they have to show up in the draft. And both, I, I'll admit, there's there's some good young offensive linemen in the draft, and there are some good uh, guys that fit the same mold as both of those players. The the one thing you have to sacrifice though is the experience, and I and I don't know if the Jaguars are really in a position to do that now because even some of their better players are younger than those guys. So. Those are a couple of names that I think uh, you all need to think about. Those are the guys that come to mind right away that they won't uh, they won't be. I don't think they can afford to lose them, but we'll just have to see how it turns out. And if you keep this in mind, if you try to replace those guys in free agency, it's going to cost you a bunch of money anyway. And uh, the only thing I can imagine that these coaches do is the new coaches go out and get guys that they're familiar with from their old situations that understand uh their terminology understand their workflow and they go and grab those types of guys that are on the market instead of keeping guys that they don't really know so it's going to be extremely interesting to see what happens i'm going to talk about why it's not in in the case where it's not an advantage for certain guys that they're already in-house and there are some guys that are already in-house that i don't think the jaguars are going to be able to keep so we'll talk about those guys in just a second here on a Wednesday on Locked On Jaguars. First and foremost, I got to tell you guys about Bet Online, man. Bet Online is the place to be even though football is over for this season, basketball is in full stream for both pro and college sports. A lot of trades in the NBA that happen at the end, so you're going to really really have a chance to get some nice prop bets, some nice odds on some games. Philly got their socks blown off last night because they traded away all their depth 
while they're waiting for James Harden to start. So you really probably could have caught that because Boston is hot. It's that kind of stuff that you can get at Bet Online because it remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to, to sign up and learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net because BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And I know where you start every day is here with Locked On Jaguars, even though this is a bit of a drive time edition. I had an NFL podcast I put out earlier today, and you can check that out on Locked On NFL along with me and my buddy James Rapine. But we're talking about the Jaguars right now, and one thing about the Jaguars is they we've always talked about the aspect of team building. and We've always talked about how it's never conducive to winning when you're constantly replacing your foundational pieces and your complementary pieces every three or four years due to a change of philosophy or due to those guys just flat out not working out because they ain't good. I don't think that's the case in this situation, even though the Jaguars have only won four games in the last two years. It's not as if all of the players and all of the cargo are bad. I, I don't really buy into that, and I won't subscribe to that line of thinking. But I will say this. I think they need to upgrade their top-tier talent and make some of those guys who they depended on as their top-tier talent their secondary players, their B players. And uh, some of the guys that they depended on as B players should become their C players. That being said, there are some guys, I think, who will enter a free agency contractually looking for something that the Jaguars probably should not give them. That's one of them is right off the top, the starting left tackle, Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson hasn't been great but he hasn't been bad. Cam Robinson is going to be the type of player that a team like the Bengals would love to pick up and shore up their line. They don't need a superstar, but you can get Cam Robinson in free agency. That might be better than trading a draft pick, a high draft pick for another left tackle who may be older. Cam's like what, 27 years old, 26, 27. And he's played a lot of good football. Um, He's not great, but I think he's going to demand money that is, probably higher than what I would expect from his output to be. So that would be a problem. And and folks will say, well, he's already in the house. Keep him. The thing about being in house is this. It gives you a chance to keep them off the market because you could actually work out a deal and offer them before they hit the market. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best thing to do for the franchise. And I'll tell you why. If you're a new coach coming in here, you're not married to anyone that's on the roster for the most part. But you're really not married to anyone who was on the roster and under contract under a previous administration. You don't have to keep those guys. You could move on and have an independent uh, look at guys around the league. You have coaches that are probably coached against some of the guys that are on the team. And maybe, just maybe, you can evaluate the fact that even though you fired George Warhop, you can still say, yeah, but still I'm not that high on that player. And I really do believe that in a draft that has some starting caliber left tackles in uh, on a team where you picked a guy in the second round last year, who probably gave you some good enough tape that you probably figure, okay, we might be able to roll with that. Me personally, I picked somebody else and move Walker a little to the right tackle. That's just me. I just think there are guys in the, in the draft, that are better left tackles than Walker Little, that are better left tackles than he'll ever be, 
but that doesn't mean he's bad. You just move him to right tackle, and now you upgraded the position. You know, or leave him at left tackle and draft a guy and put him at right tackle. It does not matter what side these dudes play on these days because pass rushers line up on both sides of the ball. Um, that being said, you can tell that I'm very partial to the Jaguars taking Evan Neal. However, there's going to be a chance for you to look for, for other guys in free agency. But the, the crux of all of this is this. I'm not paying – I'm not franchising Cam Robinson. I'm not paying Cam Robinson all that money. I think the Jaguars would be wise to let Cam do his shopping on the uh, free agency market and see – if he has a better fit somewhere else. A few other guys. One of them is DJ Chark. What do you do? It's very, very unfortunate that DJ got hurt uh, last year. However, this team is void of playmakers. They are absolutely void of guys who can stretch the field and win. DJ, at some point in his career here in Jacksonville, has shown the ability to do that. His injury isn't something that he can't overcome and be ready to go. He probably He's probably already ready to go right now. You really have to think long and hard if you want to make a pretty decent offer. And, and, and it's easy for people to throw around this term called prove it deal. As if just because you offer it, a guy's going to take it. It's not necessarily true. It really isn't necessarily true. All that kid needs is somebody on another team, like if it's Keenan McCardell, wherever he ends up, to stand on the table for him and say, I want him here. That is all he needs. All he needs is a coach who remembers a couple of years ago when DJ Chark toasted his entire team on his way to having like a thousand yards in a season. And that coach probably goes, you know what? I saw what he did does. That kid has potential. The Jaguars was just dysfunctional because now with the way that these teams and some guys that left their teams and they went on to play uh, for the Rams. Now people are starting to really, really take a look and listen about the fact that maybe guys didn't succeed where they were because they were in a trash organization. J the Jaguars have been bad. I know we think they're going to be good here coming up soon and Doug's going to do a good job. That's fine. Up to this point, they've been a bad franchise. So therefore, some people may think that. I said all of that to say this. He may get offered way more money than you kick the tires people or prove it deal people think. Therefore, there's going to be a decision made here in Jacksonville on what they should do. I'd make them a nice middle of the road off. I can't tell you what that number is, but uh, it may be somewhere in the range of six to $8 million for a one-year deal, uh, something that's team-friendly, but puts immediate money in his pocket, probably more money than he's made in two seasons or three seasons here uh, being a second-round pick. And I, I wouldn't go much higher than that. And if he wants to leave and go test the waters, you go let him test them. You still keep talking to him. If he doesn't sign anywhere else, you make him another offer, a counter offer or whatever, and then you'll see exactly what it is uh, that you're able to do. But I think he's worth it. I think he's worth it because of the fact that guys like that don't grow on trees. Guys that are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, that absolutely know how to run, that have at least shown a little bit of success in the National Football League, those guys are extremely hard to just let go and move on uh, when you're talking about uh, also having to add guys in free agency and also having to go out and draft players. If you do that, though, that means that there are other people on the roster. If you keep DJ Chark, you already have Marvin Jones. You still have LaVishka Chenault. There's some uh, there's some push for Laquan Treadwell because of how he played and how he worked. So now you're looking at five guys. 
Are you going to add another guy in free agency? Do you make a run at a Mike Williams? If so, you make a run at Mike Williams. Now you need to probably make a run at a younger guy and a guy who's in the slot. That means some of these other guys that you have on the on the team are going to have to go. I don't tell you who some of those guys are here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Jaguars, and I'll do it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars on a Wednesday. I'm going to tell you now about Built Bar, right? Built Bar is off the chain. I'm telling you, man, this is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions in terms of in terms of what I'm eating and what I'm not. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right now. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bars. I love the salted caramel. I have a couple of backup flavors, too, but that's the one I trigger in on the most because I love familiarity. And it just tastes so good. It's like a candy bar. There's a little candy bar I used to eat when I was a kid. I, once I started eating, I couldn't stop, and I think Built Bar has me doing the same thing. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. That's right. You got to try the Built Bar Puffs. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate as well. Now, the macros for Built Bars are off the chain, man. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Match that to any candy bar of the same size, and you'll realize that the candy bar almost doubles in everything, and in some cases quadruples the amount of nutrients that are in Built Bar. So they have the mint brownie, the coconut, the coconut almond, and for and new for this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. Woo, that sounds good. Make sure what you do is go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away, high-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low car so check out built bar get your order in today and check them out on twitter at at bar underscore built for all the latest information giving you all the information here on a wednesday on locked on jaguars i am tony wiggins your host been hosting and talking about the jags for about 11 years now i think it's a little bit over 10 close to 11 so we try to have our finger on the pulse of the team and make uh this your team every day and we're free on all platforms um, some players that I don't think, I don't even know if the, I don't think their contracts are up, but I think it's guys that you kind of move on from and some guys that, okay, I'm gonna give you one last look. I'm gonna show you who those guys are. I think Juwan Taylor, Caleb on Chason are guys that this team goes, all right, I'm gonna give you one last look. You give them a look in training camp. You see what they can do. You see if there's something you can do to, to have those guys improve. Keep them around maybe as depth guys. If it doesn't work out, you probably have the ability to make some trades toward the end of camp and, and get those guys placed on, on another team so you can get some compensatory draft picks even if it's late. I would give those two guys a look. If I'm the Jaguars, I would actively shop. I would actively shop LaVisca Chenault. A uh, little bird told me that there's a little bit of interest in LaVisca Chenault from some other teams around the league. Uh, they did not say that they had contacted Jacksonville about that. Uh, but I will tell you this. I don't think it's going to be hard to find him a home uh, based on how people felt about him when he came out in the draft and the way he performed after the catch his rookie season. I think he's just a guy that probably needs a fresh start. And if you do that and you keep DJ Chark, 
it looks like then you could go ahead and keep Treadwell, go out and get a guy in free agency, and then use a draft pick maybe in that second or third round on yet another player and sort of fortify this uh, wide receiver unit for Trevor Lawrence. The Jags have too many. They have a whole, whole bunch of uh, needs uh, and openings for talent. I'm a firm believer in, you you, you know, you have to maximize that. So anyway, you can keep a guy and retain him and then uh, use your draft choices in other areas. It always seems like a good idea, but in this case, I think you kind of know what you have in LaVisca and it's probably time to move on. And he's still young enough and close enough to his rookie year that you'll probably be able to get something pretty decent for him. Maybe not what you spent, of course, which is a second round pick, but something there's somebody that has to love him and, and are and are probably willing to stand on the table for him. Uh, other guys that I don't think you, you, you give up on yet. I don't think you give up on, on Jenkins and safety. And I know he makes a lot of money, but you already spent a lot of that money that you owe him. And it would be real weird to move on from him after one season without giving him a shot with a new coaching staff. But I do think Andre Cisco needs to be the starter. I absolutely believe that he needs to be the starter. Miles Jack, of course, you're not going to give up on Miles Jack, but I do think you need to see improved play because he does make a lot of money. But if I'm guessing, there'll probably be some love for Miles Jack around the league too if you're the, the new staff and you don't want to uh, take a chance with the amount of money he's making that he's going to be that guy. Josh Allen, I know there was some chatter that Josh Allen, for me to move Josh Allen, he has to be a part of a deal that gets you a, a, a bang, bang instant starter. He has to be a part of some deal to go get DK Metcalf or he has to be a part of that. But other than that, I wouldn't move him. I just make it very, very clear that we are in the hunt for an alpha and a number one edge rusher, whether it be Chandler Jones, whether it be Randy Gregory, two guys that I expect to hit the free agency market, whether it be going out and getting a guy in the first or late first or early second round. Uh, there are a lot of players out there. I don't think if you're going to be as good as you want to be that Josh Allen could be your chief pass rusher, but that's just my opinion. I love Dan Arnold. They still need to add to the tight end position. This is a deep tight end draft, and I would anticipate that the Jaguars would add someone in the tight end. We'll be taking a look at a lot of all of these positions as we get closer and closer to free agency, and once those things start to shape each other, shape itself out, I'm going to come up with a free agency list based on who the coaches are, what the philosophy is, and then where they can, you know, between them doing something in free agency in the draft, where it makes the most sense for them to try to fortify this roster. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They really add a lot of value to your business to make sound decisions when it comes to picking uh, the, the, the wagers and all of those things uh, when you want to bet some Skrilla on these games. You need as much information as you can, and your boy Q and Lee Sterling will break that down for you. So make sure you find the like, Locked On Bets podcast, like and subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcast we'll be continuing to talk about personnel we'll be continuing to talk about this coaching staff and any rumors that we might hear we'll give it all to you and i'll be back tomorrow here on locked on nfl until then you guys do what i always say please take care of each other and we'll see you next time